Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is called Winter is Coming. Winter is Coming. Is that anything to do with Game of Thrones? It very well may be. Um, it is also happens to be this time of year. Uh, actually, this episode doesn't have anything to do with Game of Thrones. I just like that show. Elaine and I watch it. And as of the time of this recording, um, Season 5 is... Hopefully, it's coming around soon. I'm not quite sure when. But... Or the last season. Whatever number we're on. I don't remember. We've, we've watched all of them, except for the, the new one that's coming out. Uh, but that's actually not the point of this episode at all. Winter's coming. I love winter. Winter... And uh, I live in Southern California, so my winter may very well be quite different than your winter. The point of this episode, though, is as winter is coming, you know, this kind of idea that like, hey, storms are brewing, something on the horizon is coming, we better buckle down. Okay, that's kind of more the theme of this episode. So we're going to be talking about this in terms of uh, preparation and of um, holding back, in a sense, and this concept of the 20-mile march. And this is a concept that I've recently learned about. I'm reading a book. We have an awesome book club at work. It is called, um, well, not the book club. doesn't really have a name. It's just a book club. The book is called Good, uh, no, Great by Choice by Jim Collins. And so they, him and his research team, look at companies that are considered great. And he's got metrics, and I'm not going to go into details, but it's basically companies that did really, really well over a long period of time. And they you know, took great pains to make sure that there you know, were certain parameters so that they could make sure it wasn't luck or like some new hot CEO. Or um, you know, they had comparison companies, companies that did not do as well in the same period of time. And they compared and contrast them to be able to figure out, okay, what is it that made this company great while these other ones were not? Okay. And I did read his other book, one of his other books titled From Good to Great. And then uh this is a follow up to that in a sense. So there's this concept of a twenty mile march, and what he does is he they look at these companies that were great over a long period of time and they found that the companies the comparison companies the companies that were in the same industry same resources and time and uh industry like i said for the most part everything was pretty much identical what things made one company go from good to great and then what things made that company fail or the other company fail and so one of the big things that surprised them, and I thought it was pretty surprising too, although not entirely surprising, um, was this idea that you, the good that the companies that failed, you know, people often think there's some great new invention or new innovation or some big kind of moment where everything just, you know, clicks and then all of a sudden they're huge and everything blows up. And um, what they found time and time again in this study was that that was not the case, was that actually um, quite the opposite. The companies that were great were grew slow and steady. 
Whereas companies that try to hurry up and like go gangbusters during the boom cycles ended up getting caught short during the bust cycles. Whereas the companies that were pacing themselves for this 20 mile march, they ended up being okay because they hadn't overextended themselves. So they had the resources, they had the energy to keep going during the tough periods. And that was one of the big common themes that they found in all these companies. So they called it the 20 mile march because they, they not only said like, hey, every year we're going to hit this goal, these minimum goals. That's, you know, fairly standard practice, I think, for a lot of companies and a lot of businesses is, uh, hey, we're going to, you know, have at least this percentage growth year over year. We're going to make this many more sales. We're going to increase revenue by this much, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing that they did that was, I think, a surprise to everybody was they also said, we're not going to grow more than X percent a year. We're not going to increase revenues by more than this. We're not going to increase sales by more than this. So they had upper limits as well. And that ended up being very, very important. So he gives this really cool story about these mountain climbers, these two different sets of mountain climbing teams. And they were going to Mount Everest. And one team took the approach of, you know, he was very systematic. The leader had scouted everything and done tons and tons of research over years and prepared his whole life basically for this expedition and, uh, you know, found out new um, ways to set up his base camp in a new area where other people had just never done it and uh, had all these contingency plans in place and had a lower limit for how many miles that they, you know, their goal, how many miles they want to travel each day and an upper limit of how many miles they wanted to go each day because they wanted to pace themselves for this 20-mile journey, or not 20-mile journey, um, just for this big, long journey, right? And by comparison, this other group that left at the same time and had the same resources and same everything for the most part, these this team leader um, had not prepared as well, and they also did not set an upper limit. So when the weather was good, they would just go for it. They would try to make up a ton of miles and they'd have these big boom days where they would make, you know, huge gains in their um, distance traveled. But then, whereas the, oh, geez, sorry, driving traffic just got hectic. Um, where the, but then when the tough weather would come in, and, uh, you know, these people were burnt out. They overextended themselves. They were tired. They were exhausted. They had to sit and wait out these storms. And sometimes they wouldn't be able to move for days on end. And so, you know, morale would get low and uh, food rations would get low and all these things. And so in the end, the company that was the, kind of the slow and steady ended up beating the other company and uh, or the other um, team. The other team actually ended up not making it. They ended up all freezing to death or dying of uh, starvation. And they weren't that far away from finishing, but they had fallen pretty far behind. So really interesting story. It reminds me, and maybe you've already come to the conclusion, sounds very much like the rabbit, the tortoise, and the hare. 
the slow and steady tortoise versus the rabbit that hurry up and runs and then runs out of gas and takes a nap. And then hurry up and runs again. And meanwhile, slow and steady tortoise uh, is just making consistent gains day after day after day after day. And it does that for, you know, maybe 20 years at a time, right? It's playing the long game. And so this book is basically all about that and that it's showing all these examples and breaking it down in other neat ways too. But for me personally, um, some of the big takeaways I got is one, uh, made me feel very good about Finder Flow in general, the, the movement that we've been creating here, because it has been a very slow and steady progress. It has been almost 20 years for me, 18 years I've been working on this. And, you know, every year make more progress, every year get a little further ahead, but nothing has been like this huge breakthrough where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I've got millions of fans and millions of dollars and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll be honest, sometimes I get a little down. It's like, gosh, I've been working my butt off for this. I've invested, I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars in this over the years and, um, you know, just so much, so many hours and so much energy and et cetera, et cetera, right? But then there's the part of me that says, yeah, but, you know, that's okay. It's all part of the bigger plan. As long as I keep moving forward, then I'm making progress. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, when the time is right, it's going to explode and I'll be prepared, you know, and everybody will say, wow, how lucky. Oh, you're so lucky you're there at the right place at the right time. And I'll just roll my eyes quietly to myself. But you'll know because you've been listening to this podcast, you're already a fan. You already know that this has been, this is part of my journey, right? And and if you want it to be part of yours, I welcome you with open arms. It's part of the awesomeness. So today, I was, uh, today I just, we had the time change yesterday. So that's also part of the winter is coming theme for today is that I walk out of the office after uh, a full day of consulting and it's dark, like super dark. And it reminds me like, oh, yeah, okay. And, you know, I had to wear my jacket while leaving the office. Like, gosh, okay, that's that's new, right? But I kind of like it, I'm cozy. I'm down for that kind of weather. Any kind of weather that makes me feel like I should be inside eating soup and watching movies, I'm down with that. That's one of my favorite things to do. And read books and learn stuff. And, uh, again, it brings me back to this membership site, which I've been talking about kind of a lot because I'm excited. I'm excited. I did some research today, spent some time doing research on how to make Finder Flow a membership. And what would that be? How would I provide value to you? Right? How would I get somebody interested in hanging out with me online and reading books and listening to tapes, audio programs, totally geeking out? A self help a self help book club, that is essentially what I'm building, right? And I'm really excited, like I get all giddy about it. And then there's the technology component, which on the one hand, I used to really love um, a lot more than I do now. And now, I'll be honest, it's kind of like, it's a little bit, you know, and then I see the price tag attached to all this stuff. It's like, oh, gosh, here we go, more money, right? But it's okay. It's an investment. I'm investing in uh, Find Your Flow, in, the, in humanity, if you will, in myself, in humanity. And, um, and so it's all good. It's all good. And I found a couple plugins for the website that I think are going to make this thing do what I want to do. And, um, you know, after spending, I don't know how many hours preparing the different plugins, I think I finally found one that's about half the cost of, actually, I can get both. Yeah, it's going to be like less than half of what I would have had to pay if I gone this other route. About half, maybe less. So I feel pretty stoked on that. 
and I feel like I'll be able to scale with it once I get this thing really rolling. So it looks good. I don't want to get too excited, but got that going on. Got a, a deal, a real estate transaction I'm working on property under contract we might do it as a flip ourselves or i might just wholesale it out to somebody who wants to do a rehab so i got that in the works got some commercial real estate things that i got working on so a lot lots in the works friends you know um and and at the same time i don't want to overdo it right because this this is the upper bounds i've i've worked my butt off for many many years and um stayed up very late many many years working on things and there's part of me that loves that and there's part of me that got really used to that then there's a while i took a break from that to slow down and to sleep more to try to actually get like close to eight hours of sleep and i gotta be honest i think but not totally because still some variables but i think i'm sharper when i sleep <laughs> mentally less fog less tiredness but then again i did sleep eight hours last night and here we are at the end of the day and my brain is pretty mushy so whatever whatever it's all good point being that uh it's a marathon not a sprint the journey is the destination i'm enjoying it i'm loving it i'm excited to be sharing it with you can't wait to uh, have this book club up and running so that we can just read books and be awesome yeah i think that's it and to support one another in our own journeys right because your journey is unique to you and um i want to support you with what you're doing and where you're going and and all that good stuff make your life more flowing and awesome in all areas mind body spirit social cash flows that's it friend that's it so i'm not going to be labored anymore winter is coming be prepared. Buckle down. What do you got to do to have your rations all ready to go? You know, what are you going to do to make winter awesome so that when we roll into the new year, you're already, you know, crushing it? What kind of habits can you start to develop now so that you're going into it already ahead of the curve? The resolutions, are you going to wait till the last minute? Or are you going to do something to set yourself up for a win now? If uh, you go to findyourflow.com forward slash member, then hopefully I'll have some awesome membership opportunity available for you to join. If you want to get involved that way, I would love to see you there. So that's it. I'm kind of tired and I don't want to belabor this anymore. And I've used the word belabor now three times in this podcast episode. So uh, while I'm doing that, I might as well do something else a little bit more productive. So I'm going to do a quick public service announcement. Please use your blinkers when you're driving. It creates flow for you and everybody else on the road. It's an awesome thing to do. It's also probably the law. And it should be pretty easy and flowing. Oh, okay, so intention. Got a good one around this. Okay, so this is a, a powerful spiritual practice because it, it has to do with intention. I intend to turn left. Okay. If I don't tell anybody and I just turn left randomly, sharply, I might cut somebody off. I might cause an accident. If I am preparing and I'm aware of my intentions and I'm clear on it and I notify a signal to the world using my blinker, then other people can move out of the way. They can prepare. They can, you know, flow around my intentions. If I am clear on my intentions in life and I share them with people who are in a position to support me or work with me or get out of my darn way, that can also be pretty magical. 
so I encourage you to do that. And if you're looking for a way to be more intentional with your habits and with your mind, the things you put into your mind, garbage in, garbage out, magic in, magic out, money in, money out, then I would encourage you to join the membership group so you can conscientiously improve your mindset. Level up, friend. So that's it. Public service announcement. Use your blinker. Find your flow, shameless plug. Join the membership site, finderflow.com forward slash member. And until next time, my friend, be flowing.